الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Requested brothers who have completed their salat will kindly come closer, inshallah. The adab and etiquette of sitting in the gathering of deen is to sit close as possible so that we may benefit, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us in the Quran, Utlu ma uhiya ilayka min al-kitabi wa aqim as-salah. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, recite that which was revealed unto you and establish salah. Inna salata tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. Most certainly salah protects or prevents one from falling into immorality and indecency, various types of sin. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we as the Muslimin, the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were instructed to establish salah. Not just to perform salah. Establishing of salah means that the way Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed his salah, this is how we need to learn to perform our salah. The importance he gave to salah, this is the importance we need to show to salah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, salah had an external form, external dimension and an internal one. This is why he said, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Perform your salah the way you have seen me performing salah. So obviously we haven't seen him, but in the hadith, the complete description of the salah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is given to us. And this is why it's so important for us firstly to discipline ourselves, to force ourselves to be regular with our salah. And all five salawat. If a person wants to be counted as a musalli, as a namazi, then a musalli is one who performs five salawat, not one of the five. So sometimes shaitan can delude us into thinking, okay, I do my maghrib and my isha, I go to the masjid sometimes. So, inshallah, you will be rewarded for that one salah. But neglecting the other salawat results in us not being counted as musalleen, those people who are entrusted with the responsibility of performing the salah. So when we're performing our salah, the objective of it is that the discipline that we are displaying in our salah needs to reflect in our lives outside salah. So in salah, when the imam says, Allahu Akbar, then we follow the imam. By saying, Allahu Akbar, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than anything we can comprehend. We gesture that by raising our hands and we show that we have no attachment to the things of this dunya. Allahu Akbar. We're leaving everything behind us. So the regular things which are usually halal for us to engage in, eating, drinking, interacting with our friends and family, those things have now become haram. This is why in Arabic it's called takbiratul ihram. The takbir which renders everything haram. So no talking allowed. In fact, in the initial stages of Islam, it was permissible to talk in salah. In a hadith in Sahih Muslim, it is mentioned also that uh, one Sahabi came to, a Bedouin came to the, to the masjid and um, somebody sneezed and he said, Allah. So one of the other Sahaba looked at him and he noticed somebody's eyes looking at him and he said, what are you looking at? You are speaking in his salah. So that uh, particular Sahabi struck his hand on his lap in order to silence the Bedouin. And after Salah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him that we are no longer allowed to talk in Salah. Initially, in the initial stages, Salah and Tawaf had similar rulings. The only difference is in Tawaf you are allowed to talk, in Salah you are no longer allowed to talk. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this is the, 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 the ibadah in which we remember Allah, we recite the Qur'an, 
and no talking allowed. So when we try to make an effort on improving our salah, so we try to understand the meaning of the words of Surah Al-Fatiha, the meaning of the tasbihat of Ruku', the meaning of the tasbihat of Sujood, and we try to interact with our ibadah in a way that we're giving some importance to it. Then that ibadah will have a ruh, it will have some spirituality. It won't just be external form of rituals or postures. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, therefore, he taught us discipline in our salah, which is something which we need. So in our salah, we're following the imam. When the imam goes in into ruku, then we go into ruku. We cannot go into sajda before the imam. Similarly, in our lives, there are certain things we can do. There are certain steps or places we can walk towards. There are certain things we can say. In ruku, it's impermissible to recite Quran. And when you're standing, you're not supposed to be reciting tasbih. So we are training our tongues that when you use it outside salah, and then it needs to be used in a way which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes you need to speak, and sometimes silence is also a response. Sometimes silence is also an answer to ignorance. And so every posture that we, we do, and we do not exit our salah until the imam completes his salah. So there are many masail with regards to, the, to perfecting our salah, and I'm just going to touch on one or two that comes to mind, and one of the things that we do notice uh, in our congregations, and that is when we're performing our salah, we should ensure that both feet are firmly on the ground in sajda, in the sajda posture. So the feet dangling and suspended or not touching the ground properly would then affect the validity of our salah. Another very important thing, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, especially for the men, is when we're making sujood, it is noticed that many people make sujood with their, with their elbows touching the ground. Rasulullah said in a hadith, اعتدلوا في السجود Perform your sujood properly with moderation. وَلَا يَبْسُطْ أَحَدُكُمْ ذِرَاعِيهِمْ بِسَاطَ الْكَلْبِ And you should not spread out your arms the way a dog's arms are spread out when it is sitting flat on the ground. So many times we should just try to maybe pay more attention to our salah and see we could be doing it absent-mindedly. We don't realize we're doing it. But we need to pay attention and ensure that the arms are not placed in such a way that the hands are past the head and the elbows are gone flat onto, onto the ground. Another important thing is ensuring that the, the, the body is covered adequately. So if we're wearing a t-shirt, we just get back from the gym, it's salat, salat time, and we come into the masjid, no problem, the salah will be valid, but ensure that when we're going into ruku, nobody's shocked with uh, an inappropriate uh, exposure of some part of the anatomy which is inappropriate. And the people in the second saf, they need to close their eyes, not to concentrate about what they are saying in tasbih, but more to save themselves of the mental trauma that they'll be exposed to. Uh, in that particular instance. So, an effort is required, respected brothers. We need to work on our ibadah. These, this is the ruh of our deen, our salah. If we can bring life into our salah and come to the masjid regularly, inshallah, and encourage one another, then the purpose of this type of gathering of dhikr will be achieved because the purpose of salah is dhikr. Aqim dhikri Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, establish salah for my remembrance. When a person habitually comes to the masjid to establish salah, dhikr becomes part of his life. It's not just a word uttering with his tongue, but it's a consciousness and awareness that he is consciously thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This next step, this next statement, this next, next activity, will it be one which will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or displease him? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Wa akhiru alhamdulillah.
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. La ilaha illallah La ilaha Nur 
ذكر ربك الغفور لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله عليه صلاة لازموها بالأسحار والعشي والإبكار إن مفتاح الجنان لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله عليه صلاة الله خير الخلق عند الله صاحب العز والجاه خاتم رسول الله محمد رسول الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول خير الخلق كلهم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم أبنا مولده عن طيب عنصره يطيب مبتدئ منه ومختتم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم يوم تفرس فيه الفرس أن أنذروا بحلول البؤس والنقام مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم وبات إيوانه 
كسرى وهو مون صادع كشمل أصحاب كسرى غير ملتئم مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم والنار خامدة الأنفاس من أسف عليه والنهر ساهي العين من سدم مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم وسأسوات أن غاضت بحيراتها ورد واردها بالغيظ حين ظامي مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم والجن تهتف والأنوار ساطعة والحق يظهر من معنى ومن كلم مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم وبعدما عينوا في الأفق من شهوب منقضة وفق ما في الأرض من صنم مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم كأنهم هربا أبطال أو عسكر بالحصى من راحتيه رومي مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم نبذا به بعد تسبيح ببطنه ما نبذ المسبح من أحشاء ملتقيم مولاي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق
Subhanallah, 
سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا Oh, <laughs> 